Well, welcome back to the podcast. And uh, we're going to be having a talk in a minute on Kanye West, Taylor Swift, Jesus and me. And just before we're going to do that, just to remind you, um, the track in the background is a track called For Your Glory. Just to remind you that uh, my latest CD is on iTunes. And uh, you can just get that by typing in Clive Parnell on iTunes. And uh, you can download that track or, or the whole CD and um, I hope you enjoy that. So just coming up for you now is the talk. I hope you enjoy this. Speak to you soon. saw the MTV Music Awards uh, recently where Kanye West came on stage when Taylor Swift was getting her award for winning um, a video and he came on and said that basically she didn't deserve to win but it was Beyonce that should have won the video and what happened after that was that there was this big public outcry that in the media on people's blogs people were talking about it on the street on the bus that how terrible it was that Kanye West had done this and he's certainly not the first uh, pop rock star rapper to misbehave in public, as it were. But the reality is, is that what he did wasn't right. But as we look at what Kanye West did, it's almost as if somehow we've never done anything wrong in our life, that we never do anything particularly that's bad. And I wonder if we were videoed for a day or a week and people were looking at our lives would we expect people to be tearing us apart for what we've said behind somebody's back or what we've um, been doing or not doing? Or would we expect people to exercise grace to us? Would we expect people to be kind towards us? And it's an interesting thought that when so often in the media and in popular culture, we're very quick to tear people down and to build people up. And I want to read a section of one of the Gospels in John's Gospel, chapter 8, that relates to this area. And it starts in verse 1 and says, But Jesus went to the Mount of Olives, and at the dawn he appeared again in the temple courts, where all the people gathered around him. And he sat down to teach them. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery. They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. Now what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. And when they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, If any one of you is without sin, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. Again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away, one at a time, the older ones first, until only Jesus was left, with the woman still standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Go now and leave your life of sin. Jesus in this passage said, if any one of you is without sin, 
let him be the first to throw a stone at her. And when he said this, the place must have gone really quiet. Imagine yourself in that crowd, that there are all these people standing around, these major kind of personalities, known figures, religious leaders, all gathering around, standing in this crowd, all facing towards this bedraggled looking woman who's full of guilt as she's been found in adultery, wondering whether she'll die. And standing next to her is Jesus. And all of these people are looking forward. Imagine yourself in that crowd. And Jesus turns around and says, if any one of you is without sin, let him be the first to throw a stone. Now, what was their response? What would our response be if we were there in that crowd? Their response was to not throw a stone, but to leave one by one. Now, the reality is, is that as they stood around there, these religious leaders, as they gathered around in that situation, as they were threatening to throw a stone, the stone that they would have thrown wouldn't have been just like a pebble off a beach, but a huge piece of rubble that would have done her serious damage that would have killed her. And these guys were so into the law that they couldn't see any compassion for this woman. They just wanted to show that they knew the law and that what she had done was wrong. And in the middle of all of this, where Jesus is standing, he challenges their perception of whether they themselves have done wrong and whether they themselves have compassion. And so his reply to them must have come like a thunderbolt when he says, if any one of you is without sin, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. And we can imagine being in that scene that the very known religious leaders start to, in the silence, shuffle away with their sandals, making a noise in the the sandy ground as they walked away other people start to shuffle away and one by one people begin to leave that scene and left in that scene is only the woman who's been caught in adultery and Jesus himself but we too have all gone our own way we all want to be doing our own thing we all want to be in control we all want to be the number one we want to have the, the, the rule of our lives, as it were. We want to almost be God ourselves. And we have to admit that we have sinned and rebelled against the holy God too. And Jesus forgave that woman in the story and said to her, go and sin no more. He didn't just say, well, I'm going to show compassion on you because everybody's being a bit nasty to you. Everybody's threatening you. But he showed compassion on her, but he didn't want her to stay the same, he said, go and leave your life of sin. He wanted her to change from the way that she was living. And involved in this story is also justice. Justice was done. Now, we can understand this, that if, if a friend of ours had been uh, shot dead by somebody, a horrendous situation that would could happen to somebody, um, you would want to see justice take place in that situation, that you would want that person to pay the price to be sentenced, for justice to be done. And we've all wronged God. So who's going to pay such a penalty? Who's going to pay such a price for the wrong that we do in our lives, be it small or large, be it known or unknown? Who will pay the price? 
we might find it hard to admit, but we, we all need forgiveness. And Jesus came and died on the cross so that we may know God, we might be forgiven. And he came to pay the price that we deserve to pay, to give us a hope for now and for the future. And we may think others have done wrong, but what about you? Can you admit your need of forgiveness? Can you admit the reality that you have done wrong and that who's going to pay that price? Where will that forgiveness come from? Can we admit, first of all, that we've done wrong and that we need forgiveness? And that as we look, as it were, to, to Christ, as that woman did in that story, that we receive that forgiveness and we leave that life that we were once living and we now follow him. Now it may be that you've been brought up in a, a Christian home. It may be that you're from a religious type of background. And you've heard all about this. It may be that your parents themselves are Christians. But in your heart of hearts you've never asked yourself for forgiveness. You've never come to that place in your life where you've recognised that you yourself have messed up. That you've, you've gone your own way. You've been doing your own thing and that you need to ask for forgiveness. It may be that today you need to come and recognize, just as those people standing there did, do you either walk towards Christ and ask for forgiveness, or do you walk away? And coming to him and acknowledging that we've done wrong is, is not an easy thing, but we need to acknowledge that in order that we might receive that forgiveness for now and for eternity, that we're in that right place with him, that through the cross he paid the price for us. It may be that you've never been to church, but you, you've come today to this podcast by what you think is an accident. Maybe you just stumbled across it. Maybe you're looking for something else, but you found this podcast today and it's like a light has gone on in your head as you've been hearing this talk, that actually this makes sense, that actually... It totally makes sense that how could we be throwing a stone, as it were, at that woman when we ourselves have messed up? How can we be constantly tearing people down like Kanye West and others when we ourselves need forgiveness, need grace? And maybe a light has gone in, in your head today and you need to receive that forgiveness. You need to come today and ask Jesus for that forgiveness, admitting you've gone your own way asking him to give you this new life that he promises. And maybe today you are somebody who who would say you are a Christian, but you just have been trying a bit hard, been trying to do the kind of right thing, but doing it in your own strength, trying to earn God's favour by works, good deeds, and it's time to maybe start to accept his grace is free and is transforming and renewing and that he brings us into a place where we can understand him and we can enjoy him, where we can walk with him and live with him day by day. And elsewhere in the Bible, in 1 John uh, verses 8 to 10, it says, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word has no place in our lives. And so lastly, as we think about this, 
we're told that if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just and will forgive us. And sometimes I think what we find hard is, is that we think, well, if I, if I admit that I've done wrong and I come to Jesus and say I've done wrong, will he accept me? Because I don't know whether he would accept me. He might look at somebody else and say, well, I can see you're quite a good person. You've messed up a little bit. I'll accept you. Or he might look at that other person over there and accept them. But will he accept me? Well, what he says in his word, which is true, is that if we come to him, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and he will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So if we take that step in faith and come to him and confess our sins, he is faithful and just. He will forgive us. There's no doubt about it. He will forgive us. We will receive that forgiveness, that peace that comes from him, that understanding that comes from him. The Holy Spirit can be alive and well in us, that we can now be alive in Christ and dead to sin. But we need to come. We need to come and admit that actually we are people who need to receive his forgiveness and his grace. So maybe next time we turn on the television or we read a paper or a magazine and we see how much it's tearing apart somebody's character, their behaviour, maybe we need to remind ourselves that actually, listen, we've all sinned, we've all messed up, we all need forgiveness. We all need grace, and it's only through Christ that we can receive that forgiveness and grace. Thanks for listening.